0: Welcome back to Dylan Friends Podcast. This week on the show, two of the youngest guns in the game and my favourite players, Aaron Norton from the Doggies and Andy Brayshaw from the Fremantle Dockers. It was an absolute pleasure to have these young men on the show. As we know, they're absolute stars on the field, but we get to see today they're absolutely stars off the field as well and incredible people. had the pleasure of speaking to them as they've been inducted into the AFLPA's 22 under 22 And I think that's fairly so. We've seen these guys absolutely dominate at their level. And to be honest, I nearly had to ask them for their birth certificates because there's no way these men are doing what they're doing at the age they are. It's actually incredible. And to think they're still going to be doing it for the next 10 years. Can't thank them enough for their time. Absolutely love chatting with them. And it's great to make some new friends in the footy world. Before we get into it, though, a big, big thank you to Bloke in a Bar. We love Bloke in a Bar. And it's that time of the year where we cannot wait to get outside and share a few beers with our friends So make sure your next choice is bloke in a bar. Gee whiz, they're in some new places all over Australia too, in Victoria, WA and Tassie especially. They're absolutely booming out there. You guys are absolutely loving them. Just to name a few... In WA, the Malaga Tavern, the Gate Bar and Bistro, Liquor Baron Swanburn, Liquor Baron's Wembley Downs, and Liquor Baron's City Perth. In Victoria, Kyabrum Celebrations, Super IGA Brunswick, Celebrations Kilmore, and TBO Central Liquor Barn. And in Tassie, check out the celebrations in Kingston. They're also in so many more locations all over Australia. So make sure you jump on the website at blokeinabar.com.au and check out the store located. There will be one near you and make your next choice of beer. A bloke. Love yours. My name is Deborah, Dylan's mum. Welcome to the Dylan Friends Podcast. Many ways I've been waiting my whole life for this moment. Tears, tears, tears. Strength.
1: I'm like, I run. She's like, everyone runs. I'm like, but does everyone go to the Olympics?
0: (laughs) They're sitting there meditating going, oh my God, I think I'm meditating.
1: How good this? I'm (laughs) meditating. We had a Wu-Tang call. I was like, yo, Dylan, thanks for getting us in. love it. It's knuckle puck time. (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe and
0: leave a review wow we! this is big, this is huge, this is massive, a special edition with two of the best young players in the game. Scratch that, the best players in the game, young guns, young stars. Boys, welcome to the podcast. It's an absolute honour, treat, pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Dill. Cheers, Dill. Thanks for having us. This is exciting, lads. This is very exciting. Obviously, we're, uh, we're in lockdown at the moment. Well, I am in Victoria, and I must admit, we are here today to talk about that, and the AFLPA have done a tremendous job in this and giving me the opportunity to chat to you guys thanks to Snaffle who have put this whole thing on. And um, just a quick shout-out to them, how much we love Snaffle. They're actually coming in to, to deck out the Dylan French studio very soon. I'm going to get some IMAX in there. I'm going to get some fridges. I'm going to get a washing machine. So if any of you guys are in town and you want to come through, do your washing, hang out with me, um, go on the Mac and maybe watch some TV and hang out, more than welcome to do so.
1: Perfect. I'd love it. I'll be there.
0: We love Snapple Hey boys, um, let's get into it Norts, I'll start with you my friend Obviously with the Doggies, very exciting time of the year Finals is upon us Um, The last few weeks haven't been Probably as what you would like from it But um, what's the feeling going into the final series And and how are the boys going?
1: Uh, Yeah, obviously the last three weeks Have (laughs) sort of been a bit disappointing Three losses is an ideal coming in the finals But um, like every year It's pretty exciting and this year a bit different heading down to Launceston. If you told me last year that we'd be playing our first final down in Tassie, I would have told you to be kidding yourself. But um, my final's a final and um, yeah, um, hopefully we've got the rust out of the way in the last three weeks and uh, we get back on track this weekend.
0: Now, that answer that you gave me there was was unbelievable. You're obviously very well media trained, but I just want to reaffirm that this is not Sen. This is not Jared. Um, you're allowed to, you know, have some fun with us today, and um, I'm looking forward to having you on, uh, Andy. Yourself, mate. you you've, if you weren't the captain um, of, of Fremantle already, it, it shocked me because you, <laughs> you just, you look like a, a paper cutout of what. You, when I have a daughter one day, you're the guy I want to bring home to be dating her. Okay, like you're studious. You got a great clean haircut. You, your number what number are you number eight which is a very number like, strong number it's a it's a it's a very strong number and and you just look like a, a real gentleman this is the first time we've met but it's absolutely honored to have you on the show
2: thank you well we actually did the grand final sprint together i don't know if you remember uh, but oh. i introduced myself to you then i was uh i was just in my first year though i don't think i was uh, much of a big big fish but uh you sort of blew me up a little bit nah i'm kidding but <laughs> nah um nah it's good to be on the podcast i mean you're speaking very kindly of me, thank you I don't think uh, many other people would say those
0: nice words about me But cheers Oh mate, they're all saying it And I do actually remember that I just remember that I was extremely hungover from the night before um, <laughs> I didn't make the emergency list that day And ran that grand final sprint with a, with a torn calf And I think you beat me by a good 40 or 50 metres Which um, we won't go too much into But hey um, Andy, some big news for you as well mate I, I, I said that this wasn't AFL 360 But I'm hitting you with a hard one now and, and I suppose it's, it's something that is interesting at this time of year because you've obviously got friends at your footy club. You got drafted with um, Adam Cherub, Be remiss of me not to, to mention it. I'm sure he's a really good friend of yours. How is it when you're mates with someone at a footy club, you've obviously got the personal connection there being friends with them, but you understand footy's a business too. He's requested a trade. How did that all go down from, from a friendship point of view? Did you guys speak about this? Was it something you expected? Have you had words since?
2: Yeah, well, obviously, no matter you know what was going to happen with Ches, like we're still going to be best mates. But yeah, I guess everyone on this chat probably knows that like every year, like mates get delisted, mates get traded, um, and it's just sort of the industry. Like, obviously, I'm really flat that you know I won't be able to spend every day with him. Sort of. Um, I mean, we got drafted together and have played our first seventy-five odd games together. Um, but yeah, like. Like you said, it's a business. Um, he's got to do what's best for him and, and for his career. And uh, in his, in his opinion, that's going to Melbourne. So, um, I mean, I've, I've got to respect respect his wishes. But, um, yeah, no, we're still super tight. And the fact that he's going isn't going to change um, how close I'm with him as a friend.
0: So, um, I guess it's all part of it. It is. It's a funny one. And, and as I'll get your opinion on it, because I remember like my first year, playing footy, you go to this club and you're like, this is unbelievable. You know, I'm playing footy with these AFL stars. You know, we're going to be best friends forever. This is going to be huge. And then at the end of the year, you, you, the first time you ever sit through like a trade period, delisting, you get like really upset. You're like, fuck, like, I'm going to miss these guys. And mm. then you come back to preseason the next year and you've, no offense, but you've just like completely forgotten they were even ever there again. Like <laughs> as, as rough as that sounds.
2: It was pretty brutal. My first few years at Freo, we would have... Exit interviews like a couple of days after the season, and then we'd have a final team meeting. But if you'd been delisted or traded, you wouldn't like go to that one because it was sort of talking about the next year. and And we'd all have like uh, everyone sat in the same seat every day. And I remember like in my first year, you go sit in your seat, and then you know meetings at ten o'clock, like nine fifty five. A couple of boys are coming in, and all of a sudden, like. Your mates, not who always sits next to you every day, is is not there, and that like you don't find out until they're just not at the meeting. It's like crazy, but um, yeah, had a lot of good mates go. Tommy Sheridan, one who you're good <laughs> friends with, uh, uh, he's still still hanging around. I think he's actually living in WA now,
0: getting away from lockdowns, but. Nah, it's, uh, it's pretty brutal. It's a brutal industry. I, I heard Tommy Sheridan's been sniffing around a lot of the uh, the Fremantle after parties trying to get in, but the boys are having absolute no bar of it. <laughs> it's funny, I suppose, with you, as you actually are from WA, um, really crazy fact that I haven't noticed, but you're, you actually played football with Sam Taylor growing up, which in, I think it was in the same team, correct me if I'm wrong, which is it, it's pretty incredible to think about it if that is actually right, just nod if that's correct.
1: Yeah, I yeah, mean, Sammy Taylor played... Uh, not for the same Waffle Club, but just um, got to know each other through the, yeah, the state program.
0: So for you then, we speak about the go-home factor and, and whatever that is, and and I know how happy you are in Melbourne and and everything's going well there, but do you see this and that it is prevalent in players or is it more players like wanting to come to Melbourne and play for big clubs or is it also players wanting to go home?
1: Uh, probably like being a WA player, I mean – it's pretty unlikely that you're going to get drafted to Freo Eagles. So yep. um, I remember myself going through the draft. You're probably bound to end up interstate. So you're probably more so than the Melbourne boys. You're already preparing for that. So for myself, like besides Freo, um and they I could, I could have picked me, but they got Chera, and now now he's left. They picked five, so a bit <laughs> stiff on them. But um, hey, you could have gone pick two. You could have taken my pick. Nah, you're too good. But <laughs> yeah, you sort of you sort of realise um, that you're going to go in a state as a WA player, so you sort of prepare yourself. So um, for myself, um, yeah, it was pretty likely, and you you sort of come happy and content with it probably more so than, say, a Melbourne bloke who's probably got a 50-50 chance of staying home.
0: Hey, boys, the 22 under 22, it, it, it's actually pretty incredible. And, and I, I say this in, um, not joking at all, congratulations on on being selected in the team. There's so many young players that, that we love to watch. And honestly, even before I saw the list and, and picked um, you know you to come on and have a chat, genuinely wanted to see some like birth certificates because I thought you were all Realistic, I thought you were all like 25, 26, 27. And I think that's a credit to yourself, the way you've been able to really come in and play. Now, there is a question in here somewhere, but I wanted to know if you could pick someone from the 22 under 22 to come and play for your club and you can't pick the same player. Aaron, I'll let you kick it off first because you've got two A's in your name and you yep. would be <laughs> technically first alphabetically. Who would you get to come play at your club?
1: I'd probably say Max King. Yeah. Um... Watch a little bit of him play this year. Uh, fellow key forward, I think the two of us, um, yeah, it would be pretty nice up there together. Um, yeah, so he'd be my pick.
0: Would you still be able to call yourself the duck if if Maxie King's coming? Because I've heard from a, <laughs> a lot of sources that... I've heard from a lot of sources, like I said, we've got birds everywhere here. That you often will walk around the kennel, referring to yourself in third person as the duck, and you say the duck has sticky hands.
1: Yeah, very. I can't fault it. That's that's facts. Um, you've got some reliable sources around the club. I uh, Can't deny it.
0: <laughs> that is
2: so. Good.
0: Andy, who uh, would be yours, mate?
2: Would love a Western Australian like North coming coming back home. Uh, I know he's affiliated. He was affiliated with our uh, waffle. Waffle Club. So, yeah, probably couldn't go past you, mate. I reckon uh, come home, mate. Come home.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Is this a crier? You to...
0: <laughs> now, on the contrary to this, if there was a player in this team, in your position, that you'd least likely like to match up on, so, you know, as for you, would be a defender. Andy, going head-to-head with um, another midfielder, who would they be as we'll start again with you? Uh,
1: probably Sammy Taylor, your mate from... From GWS, uh, also another WA boy. Um, played alongside him in the champs as a defender um, and worked really well. And um, to see what he's been able to do this year, um, playing on, you know, the keys every week in, week out. And, um, you know, the, the slammer, I think he was called in the GWS <laughs> days. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, played on him once before. And, um, yeah, he's pretty hard to get a kick on.
0: Yeah, I, I must agree. Um, not that he's ever played on me, but Jeremy Cameron says that, He's, he's easily one of the toughest defenders that he's seen play on. And, and um, I say this in the nicest particular way. Sam Taylor has something in his brain where when he has something like at task, he will not give up with it. And it's actually scary to see him like on. He's he's pretty scary. We'll, we'll talk a little bit later about being respected and, uh being respected versus being liked when you first get to a football club. But he's one that I really stands out with that. But I do want to touch on with that with you guys later. So we'll move on. But um Andy with you, who would you go head to head with? Um well we've already touched on him. Um while she is
2: yeah he's he's amazing like we well, played him twice this year and I think both times um he absolutely tore tore us a new one. So um he's just run like is there he's a robot so hard. Out there? He's so hard to keep up with and he works so hard um, around the ground. So he would be someone who I think would be a really tough day on, I think. Yeah, probably him.
0: Hey, boys, uh, we're having a lot of fun here and I'm loving it, but I think it'd be silly not to tap into, into this in all seriousness. There'd be a lot of young players um, listening to this. I, I even assuming the AFL, VFL players that are looking to get into the AFL and, and even for myself, something that, I really want to touch on with you guys um is is your mindsets as being young players getting into the afl i think like if i look back at my first few years playing footy i really struggled with um the notion of being respected versus being liked and wanting to fit in with the boys but then also just get respect by putting in the work earning your stripes and and playing good footy does that resonate with you at all do you, do you know what i'm talking about there and and was that ever anything for you guys like i'm sure the way you've been able to do it now, you, the respect you'd have from your teammates is, uh, I'm assuming, is very high. But was there ever a time that it really struggled with you to, to actually get that balance and, and what was it like?
2: Yeah, no, you're spot on. Like, first get to a club and um, everyone talks about, yeah, you want to you know, put your head down and work really hard, earn everyone's respect. But at the same time, like you said, you've, you're meeting like 40 new blokes. For me, moved moved interstate, didn't really know anyone here. And you just wanna be everyone's best friend and wanna be like sort of the get around guy. Um, but yeah, you quickly realise that yeah, it's the it's the blokes that work the hardest, like that um, you know, might not necessarily go out on the piss with your mates. Like yeah, that there's a time and a place for that, but there's also a time and a place just for um yeah, working your ass off. And I think the sooner I sort of realised that and um yeah, the sooner I sort of just said, Yeah, okay, like like pre-season's here, I'm here, like I'm not here to just take the piss, I'm here to, you know, I've moved into state, this is my career um, and I really want to get the best out of myself and once I made that clear, everyone sort of respected that decision of mine and from then it's just like building your confidence, um, like playing good footy and um, I guess, yeah, sort of your friends will be your friends like no, no matter what decision you make, I guess, yeah, if that makes sense, so.
0: Norts, what about you, mate? I think even for being a bigger boy, um, from what I've seen, these competitiveness and and the passing of the guard per se is actually a lot more prominent when you when you're in a key position player than even with the dogs like it's been quite obvious um who is competing you've got like Shaky, yourself, Jamara, um Joshie Bruce and it, it's quite public firstly like what's that like obviously your friends first but your teammates you got to compete against each other and From experience as well, it it actually does get quite awkward Like sometimes when you are in these positions, especially as a young player.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, I I was sort of lucky in my first year, obviously. I played in defence, which a lot of people forget about, but... um, Dale Morris and Marcus Adams at the time, they both went down two weeks out from round one. So I was sitting there going, you beauty, next in line. Like, hey, what is this? The two key defenders are down. So I I sort of just walked straight into the round one team, Um, luckily, with those two being out and did all right and held me spot for the year. But definitely this year, I think we're we're sort of being blessed at the doggies um, with the amount of key forwards and, you know, high draft pick key forward. You know, Shaki was number two, Jamara number one. Myself being a high pick as well, even though drafted as a defender, and then Brucey an established key forward. Um, yeah, I would, I would lie, be lying if I said um, doesn't get awkward um, around the club sometimes when you know they are your mates and you're competing for the for the same spot. But um, we've all worked pretty well together this year. Uh, the three of us are always out there. Uh, pre-training, doing hands and and touch together, and having a laugh. And um, if any of us make a mistake or have a shit game or anything, we're we're pretty we're pretty quick to um, have a little dig at each other. So um, yeah, it's good.
0: I think giving some people that might not have been in AFL an insight, like how competitive is your first years few years of AFL when you are really trying to to get into your game. Like Andy, you know you're, you've really cemented yourself now as a leader of that footy club, but that didn't come without. Some probably testing times of of challenging older players, stamping your authority, and not in an egotistical way, but realistically, just going, look, I'm I'm not here to fucking just take part. Like I, I want to be a part of it. Was there any pressing times that you can remember that stand out?
2: Um, well, the first preseason is like definitely one that comes to mind. Like um, myself and and Adam Cherra had both been like drafted as you know high high draft picks that were supposedly. Uh, I guess the media had said we were going to just walk into the midfield, so a lot of guys, um, a lot of guys are crying out to have high draft picks come to the club. But then there's also guys who are have finally got their spot, and then you draft two midfielders um, with really high picks, and you're like, they can get a bit like, oh shit, like they're here to take my job. So there's a little sense of like, um, let's actually see what this bike's about. And um, so yeah, it's that first um, preseason was super competitive. Every training session. Um, not only just between myself and Ches to try and prove sort of who was, um, you know, who was fighting for the spot, um, but then also the guys that were there previously to sort of say, hold on a second, like, you know, this bloke's just, you know, just a kid. Like, I've been here for ages and I've been working my ass off. So, yeah, it's always, always um, a a fight for, um, I guess, who's top dog. Um, So, it's, 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 I guess everyone here would, you know, sort of know what it's like, but um, it's it's a tough balance between being like mates with someone, but then at the end of the day, you're taking each other's spots and and jobs and livelihoods.
0: I guess it's pretty tough. It is tough. You could be the first pick in that draft, but if the rookie comes in with a better attitude than you, then he's going to be playing first. Really, Josh Tracy, who got drafted to us this year, the big winner. Um,
2: the big kahuna. That's the he, best name. It is unreal. Um, and we can touch on that in a sec. But he he was dra- he was our last rookie. Like, he was our last pick this year. And just in the round, just gone in Tazzy, him and I were going for a walk. Um, and, like, it didn't even, like, cross my mind that he was a rookie or, like, that he was our last pick. I, I'd honestly assume that he was, like, our first pick. I know, like, you watch the draft and you watch the guys that get drafted, but then based off the effort and, like... The work that they put in through the year you sort of you just l- literally instantly forget like where at what point they got taken to the club so it's just like yeah when you get in the door no one really cares like what pick you are it's just you know how hard you want to work
1: it's the same at the doggies um which is probably the best thing about footy um you get when you walk into a footy club um you, you sort of get stripped back to the bear and you know you're the, you're the young kid on the block and Um, you know you could come in with all the confidence in the world and be a high pick but um, you get shut down pretty quick if if that's your attitude so um, it's pretty even playing field once you get to the club which is which is the best way to be.
0: On a contrary you know I say this um, I don't regret this because I I think I've learned from it later in life but I really did go to a club and just expect to be given games and expect things to just happen but there was a lot of players that just surpassed me like yourselves that you, you rip up your, your birth certificate, you just go, get in there, you work hard, you want to be respected and um, I suppose it's just a good listen to all those aspiring young blokes and young females out there that are looking to, to make it to the top of their game because it's, it's never-ending and I think as soon as you think you're in a comfortable position, that's when you're probably going backwards. Yeah, definitely. Touch on the big kahuna, please. This is, nicknames are my favourite. Um, I, yeah. I do want to touch on this.
2: It is pretty straightforward. Um, Josh is a country lad and he grew up in a place called Kahuna. Um, it's like 15 minutes out of a Echuca I think I've never been really that close to it But he's just a big strapping lad uh, Funny country fella And he sort of struts around uh, with his chest out A bit like Norts from what I've heard um, But yeah, just rolling with the big kahuna I think Griff Logue came up with it But um, it's caught on Everyone loves him So
0: I don't know where you guys live And I know you're in WA Andy But I ran into to Norts not long ago We met down the street and I've never seen anything like it I don't know if they call him the duck because of the jukes on the field or the way he struts up and down Dundas uh, street in Albert Park, but it was unbelievable. He, the seas were parting of people that were, were walking through and they were, they were just in awe of this man, um, how handsome he was with this big mullet haircut walking down Albert Park. So the presence of him, it is actually, it's pretty incredible when you see it up close.
1: Yeah, I did, I did see out the corner of my eye and I said, I'm going to make a real statement here and, and just really shut him down and overshadow him and. And just made my presence really felt. Uh, I feel, feel like I've done that, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm happy with how, how I acted.
0: No, you did. You set the tone there um, and I completely felt like shit. So thank you very much. <laughs> hey, boys, before we move on to uh, some fun stuff, I am going to pick your brain on one more thing. We all know to to be good, um, good in life and good in sport and good in these things, you have to be uh, dedicated at training. You do the program and, and that's how it works. Now, one thing I probably didn't do enough was things outside of the game. What are some of the things now that you guys do to take you to the next level? Um, we see how much there's things of visualisation, gratitude, mindfulness, um, extras off the field, these types of things. Is there anything that particularly if you're happy to share that secrets that you guys have got that you actually use um, to get you to the next level?
1: So, a, well, a tough one. I probably haven't thought about it too much. Um, a little thing probably um, that I've realised probably only in this year has been... Um, probably, you know, visualization and, and self-talk. Um, that's, it's probably something that I've always done, not really realizing that I've been doing it, um, till this year where, um, you know, uh, speaking to, you know, the club psychologists and you, we always refer to, you know, triggers and, um, keywords. And, um, it's probably found out myself that, um, I have been doing these things and, um, I just find it sort of useful that, you know, if you're before the game at training, uh, visualizing yourself, you know, whether it is kicking that goal or, you know, having the big moment in the game, that when it does come, um, it's sort of second nature because you've already thought about the moment in your head. So um, that's something little that um, I think that's helped me along the way.
0: Now, I want to get to know you guys a little bit better off field. Um, Andy, you, as I said, mate, you're you going to marry my daughter one day. Um, That's (laughs) because you're like 25 years older than her. But, um, you do look like a very studious man. You're studying at the moment. You play your golf now. The three things that came with you when um asking is Andy Brayshaw loves poker, loves golf, sweaty hands,
2: sweaty hands and sweaty feet. <laughs> there, uh, uh, you've done well to find that out. But um, yeah, no, I've got a, I think it's like well hydrosis, like uh, in my hands and feet. Supposedly the same sweat gland works for both of those things and um, like right now, yeah, you wouldn't want to be shaking my mitts right now, they're, uh, they're always dripping. Um, and it's actually annoying as sometimes like, like I could be dry as a bone, feeling good about myself. And then if someone goes, oh, I'm about to introduce you to Dil Buckley, like he's coming in in a second, I'll be like, oh shit, I know I'm going to have to shake this bloke's hand. And then all of a sudden, it's like my, my glands just know, know it's coming on and then I'll start sweating and then it's just, it's a nightmare. So. That's fun fact about me. Um, but yeah, love my golf, not good at it. Love my poker, not good at it. Um, study, study in my spare time just to sort of give myself a break from footy. But um, yeah, off season time now, so there'll be plenty of uh, plenty
0: of golf and poker for me, I think. Well, I would be absolutely honoured to shake those those sweaty hands, my friend. Don't, don't stress about that. <laughs> you say um, that, but yeah. it gets yeah. I, I'm sure it would. It you'd get used to it. I, I um. I think the one meeting like a future partner's dad would be the most sweatiest your hands would get. Like I can imagine, I don't want to put that in your mind already and you start to feel so sweating, but that would be one that would, wouldn't be um, ideal. Hey, just on yeah. this study, I, I can't just go over this because I'm going to have to read this out. Like I generally don't even know if I'll be able <laughs> to read it. It's that big. But Bachelor of Commerce at Curtin University awarded membership of vice chancellor's list which is only 1% of undergrad students receive 82 weighted average <laughs> marking during course i don't even know what that means talk us through this it's uh it's it's not that big of a deal the vice chancellor's
2: award is given out it's given out like every semester and if you have a re, like if you have a good semester then then you get this award and there was one semester where I just had a couple of easy subjects, um, had a, a bit of spare time on my hands and just smashed it out and uh, got two really good results. And for some reason, maybe the rest of the cohort was down that semester, but yeah, just f- found my way on the list. But um, now nah, we're, we're a pretty studious group out here in uh, Fremantle, led by Dave Mundy. That bloke's about to publish a book, I think. He's, he's that smart. But um, yeah, I nah, ha- have a crack at,
0: at everything I do, I guess. That's sort of just my mentality. He's a leader, he's smart, and he's humble. We absolutely love it, and he's, ha- and he's also handsome, which is uh, like our next man, um, the duck. You're also handsome, but one thing you are not, my friend, is, is, uh, is humble. We've, we've got that today. The duck refers to himself in, the duck refers to himself in third person. Um, we know that you walk around the corridors talking third person, referring to yourself as a duck with sticky mitts. So maybe you and Andy got to get together and get some of that sweat and stickiness together. You might have some, like, normal hands. Um, I see you're the king of Albert Park at the moment. You've played footy with Sam Taylor um, in WA, but you've got an interesting household. You're living in Albert Park, I said, with two other players. I think one's Big Timmy English, who is one of my favourite men and one that I'd like to have a couple beers with. Who else are you living with? Uh, also
1: Paddy Lipinski as well. So, uh, been together three years.
0: And might I just add, we did give a shout-out to Paddy on a few shows now. I'm not sure if he's scared of me, but I reckon he's one of the most handsome blokes in the AFL. Mm. Um, just a quick shout-out to him. As give us a little bit into your insight mate off field. What are you up to at the moment? You've I think you said you are doing a little bit of study as well. What's um the big dark doing off field?
1: Uh yeah, besides talking to about myself in third person, which <laughs> takes up the majority of my time. Um I am I am studying as a Bachelor of Education, so just doing that part time, slowly ticking away. Sometimes a bit of a struggle, but it is good to have a little bit of an outlet um, from footy. Other than that, living with the two boys, uh um, English is also a big fashion man and a addict to golf. Um, he's sort of struggling a little bit in lockdown um, every night. He's just sort of swinging the club um, inside in the living room, probably hundred to a thousand times a night, different clubs. Um, so That's unreal. It's, yeah, it's quite, it's quite funny. We'll be just sitting there, you know, after dinner on the couch, drooling shit and he'll just, you will just casually get up and eat. these golf clubs sit right next to the TV um, <laughs> right a place and, He'll just slowly get up and grab a club out, admire it, set up his feet, takes about two minutes, and then it, then he will have it. He'll he'll take a couple of swings and then put it back in the bag, and then he'll he'll sit down like nothing's happened. Um, so it's quite funny. I always always record him. So I've got a, I reckon I've got about five minutes of footage of him doing that probably in the last week. So
0: it's it's quite good. We need some vision of that, boys. Hey, let's get to the business end of the year. I just a couple of tidbits from you to finish off on uh, on what's been a pretty strange year. Um, obviously, Doggies are in the finals, but I'm putting you on the spot here. You've got to give me something for it. Let's go. Firstly, who wins the Brownlow?
1: I'm uh, going to have to back my own man, uh, Bont. Hopefully, he gets up. He's had a good year.
0: I
2: do like uh, – I reckon Bont's had an unreal year, but you guys have so many – Dominant, dominant players. That's the only thing that I reckon could hurt him.
1: Yeah, definitely. There's too many mids in there to take in votes. So, but yeah, But he does stand out a bit though. Oh, so we'll yeah, he's
2: amazing. Yeah. I'm going to go, Tuke, Tuke Miller. Wow. Just a bit of a roughy. Like, I just think every week he just dominates and hopefully gets a lot of votes. So,
1: yeah.
0: Someone that could even be in the uh, 22 under 22 this year, boys, rising star, same order.
1: Luke Jackson for me. Um, Key position, young fellow he's, he's had a good year. Um, so yeah, he's me.
2: Yeah, I've seen everyone tipping Luke. So he's actually he's staying in my in my family home back in Melbourne. He's a host like he's in my bedroom. So my bedroom's <laughs> his, so I've got to go <laughs> that with him. Is
0: so weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
2: it's um it's actually I'm pretty flat every time I come back to Melbourne I've gotta check if uh if he's actually staying in my in my room or if I've actually got somewhere to sleep. So but no, I'll go Luke as well.
0: When I picked my 22 under 22, I really fucked up and it shows how <laughs> silly I am. And I didn't put Luke Jackson in my team. And I've never been like – I've been abused a fair bit throughout my career. But <laughs> That time of not picking Luke Jackson in my 22 under 22, which is probably fair enough when he's going to probably win the Rising Star, was was a mishap for mine. So I do apologise on that one and, and we move forward. Um, premiership going forward, North. I'll skip you, mate, because I think the doggies yep. um, could be your pick. Andy, you can't. Don't just do something here to make friends. I want you to make your call.
2: Nah, yeah, I, I uh, back in the days, my brother's going to turn it on with uh, Clary and the track, and I
0: think they're all going to get to work. If anyone wants my opinion, which I'm not sure they do, but I'm going to give it anyway. <laughs> because it's my show. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's going to be out of. I, I think the door is still wide open. Okay, that's what I'm going to say. I he think loves sitting that- on the fence. Okay, fuck you. I'm not going to say that (laughs)
1: anymore. (laughs) I've listened to a few of your shows and you always give a couple of responses. You love sitting on the fence,
0: so I'm going to borrow it. Yeah, no, you're right. It's because I I like to think that I've got so many mates and I can't (laughs) make the call on it. I'm going to have to say... At this stage, I'm a big believer in momentum. And what I'm trying to say when I preface this is I think that every team can still hit their stripes. At the moment, Doggies were my pick three weeks ago. They've fallen out of stride, but I think you can turn that around very quickly with one win to be back into that um, premiership contention. So I would say at the moment, that win that the Ds had over Geelong, at Geelong, after being beaten by them, like I think 10 years ago, they hadn't won there. They got beat by over 200 points. I think mentally you guys know what it's like when you... Have that little win like that. That could be something that really spurs them on. But then I also think Brisbane as well. So back to my comment, I'm going to sit on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> I think Brisbane might win the flag. Yeah, I have no it's, idea.
2: It's, it's a very tough comp.
0: I honestly also think that the 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 Giants could win too. Like I really do think that. But Nortz, if the doggies do win it, I'm pretty keen to like. I, I'm happy to sp- uh, support them on their day, um, on their post grand final day. So when you win. I'm going to rock up with uh, about 45 cases of bloke in a bar and I'm putting on a day um, on courtesy of Dylan Friends and um, Andy and I will just head to the pub and we'll just sink them by ourselves <laughs> and drown and, and our sorrows. Um, last question, if if uh, they're all winning that, if the Ds win or the Dogs win, um, give me a Norm Smith medalist um, from yours as I, I feel like it'll be you, my friend, but you've got to give someone <laughs> else.
1: It's hard to go past Bob, but I sort of want to go outside. outside that maybe... Bailey
0: Dale off
2: halfback. He's had a really good year. Love him. I will go Clayton Oliver.
0: Big. I'm going to go Joey Danaher. I think he'll turn it on if he can um, get up and about for for the beginning of the year. Um, gentlemen, I uh, you've absolutely nailed it. I've loved having you on the show. You've um, in all seriousness, cannot thank you enough for coming on, sharing your time, sharing your story sharing your insights, and. And into your life, I, I really do appreciate it. Congratulations again on the on the twenty two under twenty two, um, Norts. In all seriousness, big big big, good luck to you um, in the in the upcoming final series, mate. Uh, you are one of my favourite players to watch, and I and I do say that with a hand on heart. So I'm really really looking forward to um, to watching you play. And and as you know, you listen to a few of my shows when I get around someone. Boy, oh boy, I'll get around them. So I'm going to be riding. I'm going to be riding you that hardly. Uh, that's a bit weird. Oh, not that hardly, but yeah. I'll be riding you Please. hardly. Please promptly. take it easy on me. <laughs> we're all rooting for you. Best of luck from me and everyone else Peace. here at Dylan's friends. Place. Andy, did you want to say anything? Go well,
2: mate. Go well.
0: Thank Thanks you. Thanks so much, gents. Cannot thank you enough for the show. And um, can I officially say that we're all friends?
1: Definitely.
2: Yes.
0: 100. <laughs> Thanks, boys. If that wasn't enough for you and you want even more, you're in luck. Dylan Friends is now on Patreon, Dylan Best Friends. If you'd like to learn more, you can head to patreon.com forward slash Dylan Friends, or you can head to the link in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the Dylan Friends podcast. If you liked the show, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, leave a review, or even share with your friends. The show is produced by myself and Sam Bonza. Damon Jackman from Creative Edge Films is responsible for audio and visual production. The show is recorded at the Dylan Friends Studio in Melbourne, Australia. If you'd like to get in touch or suggest a guest or advertise with the Dylan Friends podcast, please email us at inquiries at dylanfriends.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.